Hey guys, and welcome back to The Snaggletooth. I am Matt Sosin, your editor-in-chief, and today we have a story from Poncho Morris once again, also read by Poncho Morris, what? And with artwork by returning artist Nicole Monk. She always does a fantastic job. To see her artwork for the story, just go to thesnaggletooth.net and check out today's story, Richard, which will be somewhere on the homepage. Um, probably first or second, or maybe further down. Search for it. I don't know. You know how to use the internet. We don't need to have this talk. For those of you who don't know what the Snaggletooth is, it is an online publication and podcast, obviously, for breaking fiction. What is breaking fiction? Breaking fiction is fiction inspired by breaking news, current events, news of the week. So every week, a new story is published both through our podcast and online at thesnaggletooth.net that is inspired by something that happened that week, maybe even that day in the world around them. It's a different writer almost every time. It's different artists. Um, and we even have different voiceover artists sometimes now uh, voicing the stories. So new stuff all the time, new types of writing, new types of art. Um, it's pretty fucking cool. And uh, I think you're going to like it. If, you, if this is your first time jumping in, welcome. And uh, I hope you come back. And without further ado, this is Richard. Richard by Poncho Morris When Nixon became president, all of the other presidents died. First, there was Dwight Eisenhower, liberator of France, the hero of World War II, great America's godfather. He had a heart attack while standing naked in the mirror. He refused aid as he tried to dress himself. Unable to fasten the medals to his uniform, he died before he could leave the house. Then there was Harry Truman, the plain-spoken haberdasher from Missouri who dropped the atom bomb on two paper cities but never lost a night of sleep. He was a little man with a small mind, and when he died, he died a small death. It was Christmas Day. A rattling gas took Harry by surprise. A flash lit up his pupils and he was gone. Give him hell, Harry, the nation cried, and Truman was laid in the ground, his eyes, for the first time, wide open. Lyndon Baines Johnson died of a broken heart. Nixon had promised to keep together LBJ's great society, civil rights and voting rights and Medicare, as long as Johnson didn't try any funny stuff during the 68 election, like stop the Vietnam War. Both men crossed their fingers and shook each other's hands. Forget the war, Dick. You've got to save the great society. I know, Lyndon, I know. My legacy, Dick. It's all I've got, you cock-sucking son of a bitch. Of course, Lyndon, of course. That and Jumbo, my big dumb cock. Jumbo's heavier than a wet mongoose. I believe you, Lyndon, Dick promised. I believe you. When Nixon came to Washington, Lyndon rode out to Texas on a spent horse. He bought a ranch, a gun, and a microwave. He paid off his biographers and cashed in on all the unpaid favors from his years in the Congress. He started drinking again and smoking again and grew his hair out long. He tried LSD and moved to Haight Street. He watched the war drag on in horror 70, 71, 72, 73, but never visited a single soldier's grave. Baines took death as a lover. It was personal. It was vindictive, almost brave. And so it came to pass, 
LBJ died alone with his dick in his hand. Jumbo. Great America had died, and Nixon was the last president alive. Nixon was a sick bastard, colder than Ike, less self-assured than Truman, more paranoid and imperial than LBJ. He was sneakier, too. He learned to be sneaky as a boy when he and his brothers would have to mount the stairs past their father in the adjacent bedroom who, prone to drunken rages, often slept until noon unless disturbed. For this reason, young Dick developed a formidable femininity to his step. Even in his older age, and with the White House being nearly 200 years old, the floor never creaked when Nixon roamed the West Wing late into the night. He would glide, able to walk a pace behind anyone and not give away his position. He evaded the Secret Service, wandering the streets till dawn, looking for strangers with whom he'd gossip and wax poetic. His favorites were those who could not recognize him. He would ask them, What would you do about the war? What would you do about communism? What would you do about China and that commie rat Ellsberg? What about the funders? Whose side are you on? Julius Caesar or the Roman Republic? What would you have done had Caesar crossed the Rubicon one day later? Would you have fought alongside Cato? Do you believe in God? Do you use number two pencils? What's your favorite brand of pen? Are you a San Francisco fairy? Do you know one? What do you think of our president, Richard Milhouse Nixon? But no answer would satisfy him. Arguing with the ghosts of his predecessors made him feel superior, for they could only watch helplessly from their portraits as he undid, or threatened to undo, each of their legacies, executive order by executive order. Ever bitter, ever petulant, still smoldering from Kennedy's upset victory over him in the 60 General, cursing himself, cursing his friends, muttering into the darkness. Goddamn son of a bitch, Mick Kennedy! How many presidencies did Daddy Joe steal for you? Just one rich boy? Two, Jack. I won two, you tag motherfucker! You creeping Jesus! I'm your Judas, you Mick bastard! Drinking himself deeper and deeper into oblivion as the war wore on, as the leak sprang out, as his plumbers got caught and confessed one by one by one. Nixon spent his last four months contemplating suicide, finishing off the White House Reserve of Chateau Rothschild 45, and watching George C. Scott's opening speech from Patton on repeat. He never once considered turning a new leaf or starting over. Because when Nixon became president, he became the last president, alone in the world, with no one to share his burden, his weakness, his pain. Somewhere along the way, he lost control. On August 9, 1974, the president resigned in disgrace after months of denying any involvement in Watergate. That's the day Richard Nixon, the man, died. Though he outlived his presidency by 20 years, Richard never left the White House. His soul remains to this day, gliding the halls without a sound, trapped between portraits, trembling with awe and wonder and rage. You don't have tricky dick to kick around anymore. And that was Richard by Pontra Morris with 
artwork by Nicole Monk that you can see online, again, at thesnaggletooth.net. It was voiced by Poncho Morris as well. And you can follow us at The Snaggletooth on Facebook, at Snaggletweet on the Twitter, and at Snagglesocial on Instagram, um, where we have all of our artwork if you just want to scroll through it. There's so much cool stuff. Um, It's been a good time, as always. And we'll see you back here at The Snaggletooth real soon.